everybody, it's uh, Mike with Jesus Without Religion. So today, I'm excited. We're going to talk a little bit about a very interesting word. It's a three-letter word, has so much meaning, uh, because if we don't get it, we miss a lot of context. And that word is one, O-N-E, one. We're going to be looking at um, Matthew's account, Matthew's letter, chapter 25, verses uh, 31 through 46, where Jesus is giving this long list of outward works, talking about, did you feed the hungry? Did you visit me in prison? Did you do this, that, and the other? Um, we're going to be looking at this list that Jesus brings up to these two groups of people, one group who will end up in heaven and one who will end up uh, in eternal punishment. And I want to talk about it today because it's, it's sort of a combination of talking about judgment and works. And this is a, a passage, if you will. It's a parable that is often used to guilt Christians, or I don't even say guilt, I would say put you in fear that you better get out there and start doing all of these things. Because if you don't do these things that Jesus presents in this list, well, you're in a lot of trouble and you may hear these words depart from me. Now you've heard me do a sermon before where we just completely destroy and crush this idea. I believe it's the letter of James where we hear this depart from me, I never knew you, and people try to twist that all up. Um, and we're going to hear the same language again here in Matthew's account in this letter. So I'm going to pull up the verses here, because I think you're going to find this really interesting. Uh, you, for many of you, I think you're going to find, yep, I've always understood these verses to be about, I need to do more, I need to be more. Hey, guys, we're not anti-works. Let's get out there and do more and be more and let Jesus live through us. What we're teaching is not, is not don't do those things. We're teaching they don't save you. We're teaching you don't need to measure your performance to see how God sees you, right? Because it's not about quantity of your works. It's about quality. You are either in Christ or you're not. And if you do one work in Christ, Man, I'm telling you, that's more than a thousand works from someone who's not in Christ. So let me pull up these verses so we can all look at this together. Bear with me, please. All right. Uh, hopefully you're seeing my screen. would like to pull up and sort of narrow it down so we're not looking at so much text. Okay. All right. So hopefully everybody's seeing my screen right now. This is, uh, again, it's Matthew chapter 25. Uh, verses 31 through 46. We're going to go through these things. It's pretty quick. This should be a very short lesson. And I hope for many of you, it just, uh, it, it allows you to rest even more in Christ and makes you realize that um, this judgment here is not about your performance. You are either in Christ, saved and secure, or you're not. So here is the uh, verse 31. Let's start. It's, it's talking about judgment day, right? Here it is. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he's going to sit down at the glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before him. He's going to do something very interesting. Now catch this. He's going to separate them from one another. So I always say there's one judgment day. People are like, no, no. There's one judgment day where believers and unbelievers are both here, right? There's not two different judgment days. There's one, and here it is. 
all the nations, that's everybody, all of humanity gathered before him. He's going to do something to these groups. He's going to separate them from one another, just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And what's he going to do? He's going to put the sheep on his right. Now, who are the sheep? The sheep are believers. He's going to put the believers, the sheep on his right, but the goats, he's going to separate them because we're getting two different messages. Those goats are going to be on the left side. All right. Then he says, then the king will say to those on his right, remember the believers, the sheep. Now notice there's no judgment here. He's not looking at their works. He's not looking at their sin. I want you to notice anytime we see actual believers standing before God on judgment day, it's enter good and faithful servant. You are not going to be giving an account for things you did if you're in Christ. There are verses that talk about this, but we have to get the context. I'm not going to go through all those verses in this particular video because it will be, I will digress too quickly. So he says, the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom. This is your judgment here if you're a believer. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now, I want you to notice, here we, here we get into this list. Jesus is going to start talking about a bunch of works that maybe some preachers and teachers are using to guilt you into you better get out there and do more and be more. So here's the list. When I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. Remember, who are we talking about? These are the believers. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in naked you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Mm. Boy, aren't these believers amazed? Shouldn't they be so proud of all the things they did? But hold on, because I want you to notice what these believers are thinking as they're hearing all of this. They said, then the righteous the believers will answer to him. They're going to say, Jesus, wait a minute. What? When did we? Here's the question. When did we, when did we do this? Think about what they're saying. Um, I don't think we did all these things. Um, thank you very much, Jesus, for this big, long laundry list. But honestly, I mean, we really didn't do those things. Yeah, we love you. Yes, we believe in you. But when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or, or naked and clothe you? I mean, when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Now, watch out for this word because we don't pay attention. We miss it. This is group one, the believers. And Jesus will say to them, the king will say to them, truly, I say to you, here it is, to the extent that you did it for one. How many? One. Not all these people, not a bunch of hungry people, a bunch of people in prison. To the extent that you did it for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did it for me. 
What is Jesus saying? Now, the legalist immediately gets out the legal path. Got to go to prison. Got to feed the hungry. I got to do this. I got all these things I better do because if I don't do these things, well, Jesus might send me, pack me, send me running down the road hellbound. He's going to tell me to depart from him because I didn't do these things. But Jesus tells them, hey, listen, if you did it even for one of them, you did it for me. Now, hold on, because we're going to see this word one again, and it's going to be completely flipped upside down. You're like, oh, Jesus, good Lord, your standard for these two groups is so different. So the believers only had to do it for one, and they did it for him. Now, let's see what happens to the goats, the unbelievers. Then he will also say to those on his left, unbelievers, depart from me. You accursed people into the eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devils and his angels. Here it is. Here comes this very same list again. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger. You did not invite me in. Naked, you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they themselves will also answer the same group. Now listen to what they're going to say. Lord, when did we? Remember, we saw that same language up here. These guys are like, when did we? when did we do these things? The believers like, when did we do these things? Now look what the unbelievers are saying. They're, they're, they're pounding their chest. They think they've been on fire. They think they've been doing all the things on this list. They think they're way better than the believers. These unbelievers are saying, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Pounding their chest. They're bragging. The, the, the believers were like, man, I, Jesus, I don't remember doing it. Jesus said, if you did it for one of them, even the least, just one, you did it for me. Now watch what he says to the unbelievers who think they've got it all going on. They've got their laundry list. They've got their legal pad of all the to-do list. They've got them all checked off. Like, when did we not do this? Then he will answer them, verse 45. Then he will answer them, truly, truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it for, here's that word again, one. If you didn't do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it to me either. These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. What did we see here? The believers who did it for just one, if they just did it for one, they did it for Christ. The goats, if they did it for everybody, but didn't even do it for one, they didn't do it for Jesus. What are we learning here? This isn't about a legal path. It's not about can you do enough. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. And one work in Christ is more than 99 works from an unbeliever. Because the quality of one work in Christ is just it's enough. It's all you need. And let's not start defining the works. It may be a hug. It may be 
giving someone a dollar, $50, $1,000. It may be walking someone across the street, maybe helping somebody uh, with a project. I mean, look, these works can be defined in a probably a gazillion ways. I'm not going to get into all of those things. If it's if you're in Christ, your works, a, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit, but a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. They can do all the nicest things in the world. If a bad tree is an unbeliever. Let's be very clear on that. They cannot. They can give a million dollars to charity, and that is not a good work. A believer can give a dollar to charity, and that's a good work. If you did it for one, if you gave one, if you did one thing, you gave one second of your time. If you did one, you did it for Christ. If you are an unbeliever, you can give a million hours of your time, a million dollars of your money. You could give and give and give, but you didn't do it for Christ. So that's the lesson. Hopefully you guys got something new out of this today or have a new uh, perspective of Matthew's account here as Jesus talks about judgment and works. Uh, and as always, if you got something out of this, please be sure to like, comment, and share below. Until our next video, God bless you.